Good morning, everyone. How are we doing? All right. Uh, I'd like to welcome you all to Vero Christian Church. Also, everyone who's watching online uh, and the Port St. Lucie Christian Church, uh, everyone who's watching via the live stream, I'd like to welcome you today as well. Really happy to have you. Uh, my name is Kayla Baker. I'm actually a pastor at Port St. Lucie Christian Church. Steve is out of town this week, so I'm kind of filling in uh, for him today. So really glad to be with you. Uh, today we're continuing in a series called Obey, specifically on the topic of trust. We'll take a little bit of a poll here. How many of you, by show of hands, uh, would say that you consider yourself to be a pretty trusting person? Pretty good amount. Okay, that's good. Now, on the other side, how many of you would say, no, I'm kind of more skeptical, and I'm okay to admit that? Anybody? A couple people? Okay, awesome. We appreciate your honesty. Uh, you know, I think sometimes people who are more skeptical sometimes say things like, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. Don't count your chickens before they hatch. How do you even know if they're chickens, right? Maybe they're snake eggs. So, uh, you know, th things like that. Uh, the question that I'd like to talk through today, though, is why are some of us kind of more skeptical? And I think all of us are skeptical to some degree, or we have times when we, when we are more skeptical or distrusting. So the question is, why is that? Uh, I guess the, the better question is, why do any of us have trust issues in the first place? And so to illustrate that uh, this morning, I'd like Eric to, to come on back out here. Everybody give a hand for Eric coming out. All right, so we're going to do a little illustration here. Uh, but to do that, we need all of our PPE equipment because we're going to be in close contact. So I'll go ahead and put the mask on. You got it, six feet. That's it. Good job, Eric. Following the following the rules here. Last time, last service, I broke a glove, so we'll see if I can actually get it on right today. It's kind of a challenge. I'll tell you what, doctors. Hats off to doctors, man. All right. You got yours on, Eric? It's going okay? <laughs> it happens. Uh, we also have glasses. I don't know if that's required, but we're going to do it anyways because I think we look cooler. You'd agree, right? Um, so we got all that. And, of course, Axe Body Spray. Now, I don't know if you know this or not, but if you put on Axe Body Spray, people will for sure stay six feet away from you. So very important there. No, today we're going to be doing a trust fall exercise. How many of you have done a trust fall before? These glasses are so foggy, it's hard to see. Anybody? A couple people in the back? Okay, cool. So we're going to do a trust fall exercise. Now, Eric, a couple questions for you. First of all, have you ever done a trust fall before? Yes. Yes, okay. So he has some experience. That's good. Have I ever let you fall down before that you know of, that you can remember? Not that I can recall. Okay, so he has no reason not to trust me, so that's important. Uh, and then, then lastly... Do you think I'm capable of actually catching you in a trust fall scenario? What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, you think so? Think yeah, it'd be yeah. okay. All right. Good. Good deal. Okay. So we're gonna have a little bit of crowd participation here with you guys, if that's okay. So on the count of three, I'm gonna ask you guys to yell "fall," and then Eric's gonna say "falling," and then hopefully the goal is I'm gonna catch him. So let's practice. Ready? One, two, three. No, Eric, don't. Not yet. Okay. Could have been bad. should explain that. Sorry. <laughs> so, all right. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, let's see if we can get it even louder. I know, you know, there's not a whole lot of people here. So as loud as you can, yell fall. Eric will then yell falling. And hopefully I'll catch him. Eric, are you ready? I'm ready, sir. He's ready. All right. Don't drop the mic. Okay. Very important. Expensive equipment. 
Okay. All right. Here we go. One, two, three. Oh, got him. All right. Good job, Eric. All right, so that's pretty easy, right? I mean, honestly, you know, any of you guys who've done trust falls before, as long as you don't, you know, let the person fall, it's pretty much a success, right? Uh, but we're going to kind of up the ante here. I have some tape here. Eric, I would like you to tape my hands together. Oh, that looks like strong stuff. It is, it is strong stuff. That was just a yeah, was faux pas. Yeah, that's good. Got all my arm hairs. Perfect. Okay. All right. So now, Eric, I believe that even though my hands are taped, I can still catch you in a trust fall scenario. What What do you think? You You believe I can? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? How about you guys? What do you think? Do you think with my hands being taped up like this, I can still catch Eric? Yes or no? Some of you. Some of you. Yes. Some of you. Okay. So hands up. If you think yes, I can catch Eric, I have to raise both hands. Okay, and then hands up if you uh, if you say no, I cannot catch Eric. Okay, a few of you. So I don't know what's going on here, Eric. Either people have a like a huge overconfidence in me, or they really just want to see you fall. <laughs> I'm not sure. Not sure which one it is. But, uh, that's okay. So we're no, we're not going to make Eric fall today. Let's everybody give Eric a hand. Thanks for thanks for coming up here, Eric. Appreciate appreciate you. Great job. Take some of this off so I can. See again. There we go. So the purpose of that entire illustration is to kind of illustrate for us today that many of us have trust issues because we've been on the receiving end of someone promising us something and then not following through on it. Things like, I promise to be there for your birthday. I promise to give you that new position and a raise. Or how about this. I promise to always be faithful to you and never cheat on you. Or I promise to be there for you no matter what. The reason many of us get disappointed and begin to doubt what others say and begin to distrust others and live in worry and concern about the future is because of one word. And that word is sin. Imagine with me for a second that in that scenario when Eric was out here, that I was unaware of both of my hands being taped together like this. Even though I meant well when I told Eric, hey, Eric, you can fall and I'm going to catch you, the reality was, and the reality is, I'm incapable of doing that, even though I mean well in saying that. Why? Well, it's because I'm in, I'm in bondage, right? My hands are literally taped together. So how can I catch them? And this is the reason that oftentimes our trust gets broken. Those who we love end up falling short and not keeping their word because of sin. And we all have heard numerous different reasons and explanations and excuses for why people haven't followed through on what they've said. But the root of it all is sin. Now, even though many of us have trust issues and, and have been disappointed in the past with others, in relationships, it is interesting how we place so much trust in other things in life, right? Things like, like this morning, for example. I think all of us trusted that when we woke up and got into our car, that it would start, right? And that's why you're here this morning, because it started. Uh, or if you're watching, people who are watching online, you, you probably thought this morning that your computer would work, internet would work, our cameras would work, everything would be functioning correctly, right? 
Or how about airplanes? That's a big one, right? We trust airplanes to stay intact, carrying us 500 miles per hour at 30,000 plus feet, right? Many of us, you know, get in airplanes all the time. So there are tons of other examples I could give, but you kind of see the point. We exercise trust every day. So then why do many people and many of us have trust issues when it comes to God? If we can trust all these things every day that logically we know eventually are going to break down and fail us, why do we have trust issues with a perfect God, especially when we think about and consider that the God that we serve is the one who provided the way out of bondage. That the God who we serve, Jesus Christ, came to earth and he broke the power of sin by spreading his arms out and dying on the cross for you and for me. This morning we're going to be in a passage of Scripture in the book of Matthew. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there. If you don't, we will have the verses on the screen. You can follow along. Along, along there. Now, this is a part of the Sermon on the Mount when Jesus is talking about worry and how we should respond in times of fear, panic, and chaos. The one thing that's clear here, though, is all worry and anxiety is birthed from a lack of trust. Let's begin the reading here in chapter 6, verse 25. It says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? We have to understand that people that Jesus was speaking to back then, they had a lot to worry about. Their government was falling apart. There was anarchy going around through different places of the country. Disease was spreading all the time. Rumors and misinformation was rampant. I mean, guys, it was very different from life that we're currently experiencing. No. It was very similar. And the fears and worries that many of us have today are the same fears and worries that people have been dealing with for centuries. Same game, different players. I love the analogy that Jesus uses here uh, about, about birds. Have you ever watched the ways that birds interact uh, with, with people at, at theme parks? It's, pretty, it's always been interesting to me. Whether you're at Disney World or you're at Universal, you're at Six Flags, uh, they all kind of act the same. When you drop your french fry, they swoop in, they grab it, and they fly off, right? Uh, some even get more aggressive. They'll swoop in, land on your shoulder, bite the french fry out of your hand, and then leave you a present and then fly off. Thanks a lot, little bird. <laughs> uh, the other day, I was sitting in the parking lot at Home Depot, and I saw this little bird on a tree. And I was watching him, and I thought about this verse. And I saw him swoop down, and I was in the middle of a parking lot, so it's concrete jungle. There's not a, lot of, a whole lot of life going on there. But he swoops down on the grass, and he finds a worm. And he eats that worm, and he flies away. And even though it probably wasn't as tasty as the french fry, uh, the point is, is that whether the bird was in the happiest place on earth, where there's food everywhere and plenty of opportunities to eat, or if he was in the middle of nowhere in a parking lot, God provided for both of those birds. He took care of them, even though they were in very different circumstances and very different scenarios. And this is where we get back to the importance 
of trust. Do you trust God to provide for your needs? I love what Jesus says next here in, in this passage. And I think this next verse is one of the most powerful in the entire passage. Jesus says, Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? The obvious answer is no. So why do we worry then? Why not just trust in God? Jesus is saying to us that worrying ultimately is pointless. And not only that, he's telling us that we have the ability to stop worrying. The key is to place our trust in him. So remember, all worry and anxiety is birthed from a lack of trust. Let's keep reading in verse 28. Jesus said, And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Jesus is saying here that not even Solomon, who was the richest man in the history of the world, richer than Bill Gates and richer than Warren Buffett, richer than Jeff Bezos, the, the most wealthy man in the world, even he wasn't dressed as elegantly as a wildflower, a small little wildflower. God desires to take care of you, and he desires to take care of us. He wants to be there for us, but we have to trust in him. The way Jesus ends verse 30 uh, is so important to not miss. Will he not much more clothe you, you little faith? He isn't really asking a rhetorical question now. That's not just what he's doing. He's letting you know the root of the issue. And that issue is faith. The reason we have trust issues is really because we have faith issues. And what's the opposite of faith? What's well, fear? Fear, I think, is a great analogy that stands for false evidence appearing real. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but in my life personally, I've noticed that many of the fears that I've had have really never come true. And even if they did come true, worrying about it, being anxious about it, being nervous and concerned all the time really didn't help me at all to avoid that fear. Let's continue reading. And verse 31, Jesus said, So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. This is kind of the culmination of the entire passage. Jesus now gives us the answer to the problem of worry and anxiety. I don't know if you caught it. It's, it's, it's pretty subtle. You know, when Eric was up here, we were just doing that little trust fall exercise. What do you think I was focused on? in that moment. It was making sure he didn't fall, right? Making sure he was going to be okay. Making sure that whenever he trusted me in that moment, that I wasn't going to let him down, right? When you take your eyes off of your own problems and you put them to use serving others, it's amazing how worry and anxiety and fear just kind of fades away. But when you're chasing after all the things that you think you need, worry and anxiety and fear can overwhelm you. Uh, I think we experienced that just a few months ago with the run on toilet paper, right? Everybody was afraid, we're going to run out of toilet paper. 
Uh, just, just out of curiosity, did anybody run out of toilet paper? I think most of us did okay, right? Hopefully not. <laughs> I, think most of us, I think most of us did okay. So even though, you know, the fears that we experience, the anxiety, the worry, the concern, um, oftentimes those things never even come to pass. And regardless, the key for us is to trust in God through it all. So I'm not sure uh, where, where you're at today. You know, I don't know if maybe you've been living with kind of a constant fear and, and anxiety uh, just based on what's going on. Obviously, there's a lot of unexpected events that have happened, and there's a lot of uncertainty in the future. Maybe you've lived with trust issues kind of towards others and God because of how you've been hurt in the past, because how you've uh, been let down by other people. Maybe you feel scared about what the future may hold. Not really sure. There's a lot of tang- intangibles and things that we just don't know of. Regardless of where you're at today, I believe this, that Jesus not only has the answer, I believe that Jesus is the answer. I want us to imagine what kind of impact we could make if instead of acting like everyone else, kind of living in worry and anxiety and fear, that we could live in faith. What kind of impact could we make on others if we put our trust in God and not in our own ability, and what kind of impact could we have if we chose to focus on the needs of others rather than our own needs? To wrap up this morning, I'd like to finish by reading the last verse in this passage, Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I want to encourage you this morning, rather than living in fear about what could happen tomorrow, Why not place your trust in the one who will create and who has created tomorrow? There's a lot of things going on, uh, obviously, right now in our culture, in our country, in the world in general. There's a lot of reasons and explanations that we could give on why we should be afraid. But the reality is, and, and, you know, not, not making a political statement here, the reality is, Ultimately, the one who wants us to be afraid is Satan. It's the enemy who wants to keep us down in fear, who wants us to be afraid, who does not want us placing our trust in God and the one who can actually help us. And so I would encourage you today, just don't let that happen. Don't let you know, everything that's going on in the world, all the media, all the news, uh, just to, to fill you with fear. But rather, instead of that, place your trust in the one who came to earth, who freed us from the bondage of sin by dying on the cross, that because of that now, we can trust and know that he will provide for our needs because he fulfilled the promise that was given to us. He always keeps his promises. And how amazing is it that we can trust in him? Let's pray together. Father, so thankful for, for you, for who you are. So grateful uh, just to know that we can tr- place our trust in you. That regardless of what's going on externally, what's going on in our world, uh, that we know that we can put our faith and our trust in you and that you will provide for our every need. We don't want to take that for granted. I pray that you would help us to keep our eyes fixed on others, to help and serve others the best way 
that we can and to be, be a light to one another and to put our trust in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.